Hey there, friends. It's Nurse Doza here with the School of Doza podcast, your go-to for all things health and wellness. Today's episode is dedicated to those of you dealing with pain, physical life-sucking pain. I know it's tough, and I genuinely care about your journey. Today, I hope I can give you some tips on how to deal with your pain naturally, and you can take them and change your life. In this episode, we're diving into natural ways to deal with pain, and I want you to know that you have options. Dealing with pain can be overwhelming, but we're here to offer support and insights to make it a bit more manageable. Pain has a way of affecting every part of our lives, but within you lies hope, resilience, and strength. You're not alone in this. We're in it together. So make some tea, find a comfy spot, and let's embark on this. All right, I'm here to remind you that you have more power than you realize. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the actual School of Doza. We have an online school called the School of Doza. It's a community, if you will. And every Thursday, I teach live classes. You have an opportunity to take a live class with me, Professor Nurse Doza. Tuition starts at $1. You'll have plenty of opportunities to ask me anything you want to after class, so I hope to see you in class soon. Go to schooldoza.com forward slash sign up to sign up. All right, friends, let's do this. Let's tackle pain. I hope you take notes. Class is in session. I used to be a pain management nurse practitioner. And I say that I'm still a nurse practitioner, but I used to work in pain management. And pain management is interesting because pain is very subjective. And when I think about subjective information, it's basically how you perceive pain, right? How, how much can you tolerate pain? and what your sense of pain looks like. Because I can tell you right now, my definition of pain in my clinic nowadays is very different than what it used to be. I started off as a chiropractor and I started helping people with low back pain and neck pain and headaches and wrist pain and knee pain and shoulder pain and constant pain. And then I found out even after you adjust them, they're still in pain. And then after you give them medications, I found out in pain management, you can still be in pain. And then you have to take the medications forever. And I would see people in pain management that literally were on pain medications every single day for the last five, seven, 10 years. Real pain is debilitating. It's one of the most soul crushing things that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And I understand exactly what you're going through because I had low back pain probably from about the age of 16 all the way to 18, just on a daily basis, to the point where I had to stretch every day. I took a big old horse pill, I used to call it of ibuprofen, to get through the day. And I played baseball, so this was really difficult. Every single pitch really hurt my back. So dealing with pain, I completely understand. But when I try to help people with pain, I made that my mission. In fact, that's probably the reason why I went into chiropractic, because I didn't want anyone else to go through the pain that I went through with my back pain. And if I could do it naturally to help you out, I'll do it. But you imagine that some people just want a pill, right? Give me a pill, give me Tylenol, give me Advil, give me ibuprofen, right? I can take this forever and it's okay because it's over the counter, all right? That's not okay. You can't take Tylenol your whole life and Advil your whole life and just expect that pain's gonna go away and it's okay. As soon as you stop taking the medication, the pain's still there, right? You live with pain when you wake up in the morning, you go to bed at night with pain. I know what pain looks like and I know what it feels like because I've seen it and treated it for years. This episode, more than anything else, I want to start it. This is where I'm coming from. This is how I understand and relate to you. So the things that I talk about here are what I talked about for years in practice, what I pleaded for, for with people to do. The first thing that you can do with chronic pain 
you got to change your diet. That's the first thing that you got to do if you're in pain. If you're in pain to the point where you wake up every day, you go to bed with pain, you need to change your diet today, right now. The next bite needs to be different than what you ate before. And it might be something different what you drink, right? Because if it's sodas, alcohol, that's inflammatory. And you're going to hear this word a lot. Inflammation is the root cause of pain, right? Now, what is causing the inflammation could be anything, right? If you have fibromyalgia, which we have a whole podcast on that, if you have lupus, if you have rheumatoid arthritis, if you have degenerative disc disease in your lower back, you have chronic pain that you live with on a daily basis. And if you talk to most people, they probably have arthritis somewhere in their joints, right? Like, oh yeah, I can feel the weather change in my knees, right? Like I'm almost 42, I can feel this wear and tear, little like crinkling in your knees when you move the wrong way, right? It's like, I guess they call it getting old. But here's the thing, I have gout. And I've had gout for the last probably 10 or 12 years. That's painful. If anyone's ever had gout before, like I said, I'm a man, I've never given birth before, but gout is one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my life. It's like an elephant is stomping on your foot. Okay, that's what it feels like. And then your foot's just like red and it's swollen. I woke up one day with gout at age 26, 27, something like that, something ridiculous. In my 20s, I had gout. How in the world does a 20-year-old get gout? It was my diet. My diet caused me to get gout. And what's interesting is if you think about diet, you are what you eat. The food I was putting into my body was so inflammatory and so hard for me to process that genetically I made gout happen because of it. And gout is basically, you know, these crystal deposits in your joint. Uh, and what happens is you eat like a lot of foods high in purines, which if you've heard of those, they're like these metabolites that come from uh, turkey, like liver, <laughs> uh, onions, uh, you know, deli meat. I wasn't getting gout from that. I wasn't eating all that stuff. I was drinking protein shakes and eating protein bars and being super dehydrated because I was that idiot that didn't take water to the gym. Yeah, that was my 20 years. I basically caused gasoline to go on the fire and I caused gout to happen. And the second that I changed my diet and took out the protein, my gout got better. But here's what I learned. When I was going through my gout, I was in nurse practitioner school. Seriously, I was a nurse practitioner at that time. And I remember I would walk around in my rotations and my, my you know, preceptor, the doctor was like, dude, what's going on with you, man? I was like, man, I have gout. What? You have gout? And he was like, oh, you shouldn't. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. He's like, yeah, just help me. What do you have? And he gave me a colchicine. And uh, colchicine is, is okay. Uh, it helped, but it gave me like, uh, like vertigo. Like I was spinning. I couldn't even sit up straight after a while when I take it. So I stopped taking it. I was like, I got to have something else. What can I do in my diet that I can change that would help my gout? If my diet caused my gout and caused my goutful pain, my arthritic pain, what can I do in my diet to get rid of my pain? That's how I looked at because medicine wasn't the answer because the next thing is they gave me opioids, right? I'm not going to be put on morphine for gout. Like that's ridiculous, but there are probably people out there who are. And the first thing I'll tell you, and if you saw me in a clinic years ago and, and as, a, as a pain management nurse practitioner, I straight up said, what are you eating? You eating fast food, you eating junk food, you eating a bunch of processed food, late night food, sugar sweets, whatever. And you're like, yep. I'm like, all right, well, you're going to keep having that gout pain. You're going to keep having that low back pain. You're going to keep having that lupus pain. You're going to keep having the uh, fibromyalgia pain. You're going to keep having just the chronic knee pain if you keep eating junk. Your body deserves better. Have you ever heard of turmeric? Yeah, you've heard of turmeric, turmeric, however you want to call it. Turmeric is what I found out about when I was going through gout. 
I started researching about turmeric and guess what? Turmeric has anti-inflammatory properties. Inflammation was the, was the issue in my gout. I was having inflammation and uh, it was swollen and it was causing pain because of that. So I said, well, I'm going to reduce the inflammation. That will reduce my pain. Taking a medication just reduces the pain. It doesn't reduce the inflammation. The ibuprofen might. Like NSAIDs, that's why, that's why it's a catch-22. Opioids are not necessarily anti-inflammatory, but ibuprofen is. So ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory, but at the same time, it's very damaging if you take it long-term. Ibuprofen is really damaging on the kidneys. Uh, Tylenol acetaminophen is really damaging on the liver. And I would see people in the pain clinic, they used to be on uh, oxycodone or they used to be on uh, hydrocodone, and they, they mix it with uh, acetaminophen. And so when you think about this, there's uh, these medications that have Tylenol on top of the pain med, and they're just double whacking and killing the liver, right? So when that happens, you have inflammation that would be why you're taking a, a, a acetaminophen or ibuprofen to begin with. The opioid is just shutting down the pain receptors. Right, because remember, like there's pain and inflammation going on. Right, inflammation is causing the pain. Stomp out the inflammation, no more pain. Right, the band aid for pain relief is an, a medication. That, that that's what I'm trying to get through to you. Diet is your medicine. Food is your medicine. Nutrients. Turmeric. The extract in turmeric is called curcumin. Go look up and Google curcumin. Go Yelp review, go DuckDuckGo it. You'll be fascinated. And of all the research over the last 30, 40, 50 years on turmeric, this spice that's been used in curry and Indian food for years, and I put it all over my eggs, but science shows that when you take turmeric with black pepper, it makes the turmeric work 2,000 times better. And if turmeric is anti-inflammatory in nature, the studies will show you this could be as good as taking something over the counter for your pain relief. And if I would make the case, I'll give you my example. I found a drink that had two things for my gout. It was a, a cherry tart, cherry liquid and turmeric. Okay. The turmeric I knew was going to help the gout. And then the, chart ter uh, the tart cherries. I was like, oh, tart cherries. Like uh, that was apparently supposed to reduce inflammation too, specific to gout. I started drinking it. My foot got better. Incredible, right? I took the protein out. I started drinking. And this is why I'm a big proponent of not too much protein. I'm sorry, all you bodybuilders and guys and trainers out there that say, oh, you know, you got to do a protein per pound. I couldn't do that. Most protein that I was consuming a day was probably 40 grams. Okay, and that's what caused my gout. There's no way I could do 100 grams of protein. I'm not competing. I'm not doing it. My body can't handle that. But when I changed my diet, my gout got better. And the more and more I worked on my diet, guess what? My gout hasn't come back. I can feel it tingling. I can probably feel it right now because it's actually, he knows I'm talking about it. But you can actually, I can feel tingling in my toes when I eat something I'm not supposed to. That's why I eat the way I do. I'm eating this way because I don't want pain. And I have low back pain. I have, uh, we'll talk about this next, but I have back pain. So one of the things that if you have chronic pain, you got to consider, you got to consider going to a chiropractor. If you haven't been to a chiropractor before, here's my take on chiropractic. I became a chiropractor because it helps with low back pain. How many people in this world are dealing with low back pain as we speak? We sit all day, right? And then the front side of our back, we have a bunch of bellies, right? So it's pulling us forward and throwing off our posture. So like I said, everyone has back pain. Everyone has neck pain. How many people have headaches? We've talked about migraines, right? I talked about going to the chiropractor if you have migraines. Go to the chiropractor if you have chronic pain. And what's interesting is the science, there's science behind it. 
You want to see? Here's the science. When you go to the chiropractor, an adjustment from a chiropractor can reduce inflammatory biomarkers in your body. These biomarkers can be referred to as interleukin-6 and high-sensitivity C-reactive protein. All right, that's a study that talks about the same blood work markers that I would order for you if I was worried about your autoimmune disorder. I would measure these same markers, uh, HSCRP and interleukin-6, if I was worried about someone had heart disease. They're high in inflammation, right? Inflammation is inflammation, whether it's heart disease, whether it's dementia, whether it's diabetes, whether it's low back pain. But what if it's happening all at the same time in the same individual, right? This is where it gets interesting because if you say I'm in pain, well, what is it? And you're like, I don't know. My head hurts. My foot hurts. My back hurts. I'm like, go to the chiropractor because the chiropractor can help with all that. Really? Yeah. And it doesn't, there's no pills involved. I get people better with their low back pain with my hands. That's why I, it was so confusing at the time working as a pain management nurse practitioner because here's these people saying, I've never been to the chiropractor before, but give me my hydrocodone. And I'm like, wait a second, you've never been to the chiropractor before? You've been sitting here forever with this low back pain? Man, you should go. No, my back's gone. I'm like, no, it's not. There are tons of chiropractors out there that do chiropractic many different ways. I reduce low back pain. Other chiropractors activate your nervous system. Okay, we all do the same thing, right? But chiropractors, we deal with the nervous system. Get this, when you get adjusted, it decreases flight or fight mode in your nervous system. You ever heard of flight or fight mode? When you're in sympathetic state of mind, right? You're just stressed out. That's where pain and inflammation lives, is in a flight or fight mode. People are so stressed out from negative thoughts, negative people, negative communities, negative food, to the point where it makes them inflamed and it gives them pain chronic pain. So the people that I was giving opioids to, literally, yes, I was prescribing hydrocodone and morphine for about three to four years, trying my hardest to get people to go to the chiropractor. But the time I saw them, I didn't start the pills on them. They were already on them. My job was to continue the medication. That was therapeutic in nature. That's what they told me. The entire time while they're coming in for their hydrocodone and their morphine, I'm sitting there saying, go to the chiropractor for crying out loud. Your insurance covers it. Like, what are you doing? Uh, like go to the chiropractor. I would literally be in the clinic with me in my white coat. I wasn't adjusting anyone. I was just giving out the medications. And I was like, go to this chiropractor, go to this. I talked more about chiropractic as a pain management nurse practitioner than I ever did just solo practicing as a chiropractor. To this day, even. I believe in chiropractic because it saved so many people's backs from surgery. It saved so many people from having to take opioids. Imagine if you'd go to the chiropractic chiropractor first before anyone ever handed you a pain medication would your back pain be different another thing that you can do to help with chronic pain is work on your sleep sleep is probably the most important thing you, you could do for your body you were born to sleep they say like i want to i was born to live i was born to sleep Sleep's beautiful. I get to dream in my sleep. I'm relaxed. My heart's recovering. My hormones are balanced. I get to poop, a really big poop the next morning, right? Like, think about this. These are the benefits of sleep. I live longer. I live healthy. I have energy when I wake up if I have good sleep. Why are we not emphasizing sleep like it is the most important thing in the daytime? It's because it's usually at the end of the day, and that's when we think about sleep. Oh, I'm just going to go to bed now because I'm tired. 
Well, here's the thing. If you're in pain all day long, you're tired. I totally get it. We're all tired. If you're in chronic pain all day, your life is miserable and you're stumbling into bed to the point where you're like, I just want to go to sleep because then I won't be in pain anymore. But you ever been in pain while you slept? Yeah, then something is seriously off. You know, I woke up with my gout pain in the middle of the night. I was like, oh my God, because I, I hit my toe the wrong way, right? Psh, wakes me up. Imagine that sleep deficiency is chronic pain. Imagine that sleep deprivation is chronic pain. Imagine the sleep apnea is chronic pain. That's how important sleep is. Melatonin is a hormone slash neurotransmitter slash antioxidant that we usually make in our sleep. When we get deep, deep, deep REM sleep, our bodies make a lot of melatonin. But you start making melatonin the second sunlight goes down. That's why I said sleep is so important because at nighttime, we're usually asleep, but nighttime is needed. We need darkness. If you do not have light and have darkness throughout the day, you're going to have chronic pain. If you do not have light during the day from sunlight and darkness at night, you're going to have chronic pain that you will not be able to get rid of. It won't matter how many opioids you take. I mean, it can make the case too. If you go to the chiropractor and change your diet and you still have poor sleep, you're still going to have a little bit of chronic pain. Okay. When I had gout, all right, I wasn't thinking about sleep. All right. I was thinking about pain. Now I was thinking about diet. And then thank God I'm a chiropractor. And then my wife's a chiropractor and we adjust each other. So that helped me because walking with gout on your toes, like that throws off your posture. Right. So what do you think that does to my chronic low back pain? Right. Chiropractic saved my life with, when it came to my back pain. I'll tell you that. But when it came to sleep, I started working on my sleep in my 30s. Okay? Sleep is a non-negotiable. Sleep will reduce inflammation in your body. The studies show those same markers that I mentioned that chiropractic adjustments lower, they, sleep lowers those same markers. Interleukin-6 is a very serious inflammatory marker. It's like acute inflammation. HSCRP is like a chronic low-level inflammation, which I test in a lot of people. We even have, we talk about this in our reading lab section in our podcast. HSCRP should not be high in people, but it is across the board. Like I saw it in someone yesterday. If I ordered HSCRP on 10 different people, it'd be high on probably eight. That's how sad this is. It's low-level inflammation that we're all dealing with, and it's because we have sleep deprivation. Our sleep is horrible. You and I both know you don't stay asleep all night. You get up and go to the bathroom a couple of times or you wake up like normal people do like a couple of times a night and go right back to bed. You might not have a problem falling asleep. It's staying asleep. Work on your sleep. Work on your sleep routine. We have a whole podcast, Optimizing Sleep. Optimizing Sleep. Go learn how to sleep. Go learn how to get a sleep routine. It's the most important thing you could do for your body. And then when you get up the next day, you go to your chiropractic adjustment, right? But before you do that, maybe you fast and then afterwards you get some good lunch. You know what's really incredible too? If you want to throw another supplement in there, because I love supplements, let's talk about CBD. I finally get to talk about cannabinoids. This is awesome. Another thing you can do to help with chronic pain is take CBD. Now, I don't know what the state laws are like nowadays in your state, but in Texas here, it's an interesting mix of things when it comes to CBD. CBD is a, uh, a therapeutic plant extract from the hemp plant and there's therapeutic properties in hemp. Hemp has been used as a therapy for years. I mean, they used to smoke it. 
right? And you can make teas out of it and you can make tinctures. There are CBD gummies and tinctures, which I prefer probably the tinctures uh, over the gummies because the gummies always have like a bunch of red dyes in them and stuff. But like, if you imagine someone says, I'd rather take something else than pain meds, what are you? What would you recommend? I say, well, look in a CBD. Our bodies were designed for hemp. I would make the case that our bodies are deficient in hemp and that's why we have pain. There's something in science that we just discovered not too long ago called the endocannabinoid system. This endocannabinoid system is located almost like a system throughout our entire body. There's, there's receptors in the system called the endocannabinoid system. And when you get CBD and THC, which is found in marijuana, you now activate the endocannabinoid system to do its thing. And you know what the endocannabinoid system does? The endocannabinoid system promotes anti-inflammation. It helps regulate function in the body. And you can make the case that when our endocannabinoid system is not activated and we don't have enough CBD or THC, that we're not as healthy. We just found this out. That's why they're legalizing marijuana, right? Because here's the thing. The studies have shown it's not just the CBD. The CBD, you need higher amounts of CBD in order to get the anti-inflammatory effect for pain. They've shown that CBD in high doses, okay, will not only reduce inflammation, it will reduce some of those inflammatory markers we talked about, it will actually increase sleep. But they also showed that when they combined THC to CBD, they showed an even bigger benefit for pain and sleep. So this is why I think it's fascinating. I believe in plants. I believe in plant medicine. I believe in the idea that plants are here to save us, but like green tea, resveratrol, turmeric. I mean, think about what we're talking about here. Now we're talking about, you know, cannabis. That plant that everyone said, oh, that dope. You know, I'm like, apparently it's really good for your pain. Go talk now. Medicinal marijuana is given for pain relief. It's been given for pain relief for decades. And in fact, it's even been given for that. And I think in the state of Texas, especially if you have cancer. I mean, this is how therapeutic it is. So you imagine when people would come into the pain clinic and they want their hydrocodone, they're like, I'd rather, you know, go smoke a joint or, you know, go take some CBD. I'm like, go do it. The science shows that it could help you. Go try it. I mean, I don't think you're going to toxify off CBD. I don't think you're going to toxify off marijuana. You could definitely toxify off of hydrocodone and acetaminophen. CBD, there's lots of them out there. You're going to say which one, which brand. I can't tell you. There's so many out there now. It's it's the Wild West. Find a good source product, just like anything else. Make sure it's not GMO'd. Make sure it's locally sourced and yada, yada, not preserved, etc. And like I said, pick ones that are more organic in nature. They have lots of good topicals, by the way. My, my aunt had a really good one from New Mexico that had um, a really good combination of CBD and THC. And uh, it was great for her arthritis and her pain uh, and her knee. And... Like I told my aunt, like I tell everyone in the pain clinic at the time, I started to say, you know, you got to do natural approaches to help you with your pain. But now in this practice, after me being a natural family nurse practitioner, I guess I say a more holistic family nurse practitioner, all these years in clinic and talking about the liver, 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 I'm telling you right now, you got to support your liver when it comes to chronic pain. Your liver reduces inflammation in the body. 
those same inflammatory markers that are high, that we call them cytokines, inflammatory markers, they're high in chronic pain, the liver reduces those markers. So in theory, if you have high HCRP, which I told you was you know high in inflammation and pain, the liver reduces that because that's involving the liver. If the liver is inflamed, which most people have a fatty liver, you already have inflammation. Stubbing your toe or lifting too much weight or walking on your foot the wrong way after five months is like throwing gasoline on the fire on top of a fatty liver. All right. I mean, I could make the case in a lot of people's cases. If you have chronic pain, you have a fatty liver. And that's the reason why you can't get rid of the chronic pain. You can't get rid of the inflammation. I mean, to this point right now, I've said change your diet, go to the chiropractor, get some more sleep, take some CBD for crying out loud. And I'm saying take care of your liver. There's a recipe for the liver. Supplements, vitamins, amino acids, electrolytes, trace minerals, all of those things go into the liver. If you want a really good supplement, we have a brand new supplement called Liver Prime. All right, you want to talk about why plants are incredible? Let me tell you why I'm so pumped about Liver Prime, our brand new liver detox supplement. It has 262 milligrams of milk thistle. You ever heard of milk thistle? Milk thistle happens to be one of the most commonly, if not most researched, plant derivative extract for liver treatment. It's been known for years that milk thistle has been shown to help a damaged liver. All right. One billion people in this world have a fatty liver. A lot of them are headed towards a cirrhotic liver, whether they drink or not. That's just what we've seen. It could be lifestyle-induced or genetic. Either way, they have a fatty liver. And the fatty liver is causing their chronic pain and their chronic inflammation. And because the fatty liver is the thing that's actually going to get rid of the inflammation, it's too fat to do it, you need to reduce the fattiness of the liver and reduce the inflammation. And then your liver will be healthy enough to get rid of the inflammation, lower the inflammatory markers, poop out whatever is inflammatory in your diet, and then you won't hopefully be in pain as much. You keep going to the chiropractor and work on your sleep, boom. All of a sudden, your pain goes down. And remember at the very beginning of the, of the episode, I said pain is subjective. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst and being suicidal where you have to go to the ER, what's your pain at this moment? And if you say, well, it's not that bad, it's like a 2, your two is someone else's eight. I'm telling you right now, chronic pain is miserable. It's debilitating. It's soul-sucking. We talked about that. If you have to go out of your way to do all whatever, change your whole lifestyle to get rid or at least lessen, maybe the pain doesn't always go away. right? Maybe 100% doesn't go away. If that's what you're looking for, pain might always be there. It's just you're going to have a lot of good days and maybe just a few bad days. Right? And if I have a lot of good days in the month and just a few bad days, I can reflect on my diet, my lifestyle, my sleep, and the people who I was hanging out with. And that can tell me whether or not I'm going to have a good month when it comes to my pain. Because I'm still going through it too. I've dealt with chronic pain my whole life. All these things I've told you is what I've recommended for people and I've seen it work. But then also I've done a lot of this too. If you want a supplement, like I said, the liver prime, try it. Milk thistles in there, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, alpha lipoic acid, selenium. It's really good. Brand new. You'll love it. Liver Prime, use code Nurse Doza. Go to mswnutrition.com. Remember, these tips are just the beginning. Your path to healing is unique, and I encourage you to keep exploring. Never, ever give up on yourself. I'm serious. I am serious on this part. 
you're not alone. Each and every one of us are in pain every day. It's just what we choose to do with that pain is all the difference. Hopefully you listen to this podcast and you took something. If you have any questions, sign up for the newsletter. Go to nursedoza.com. The newsletter, you can ask me anything you want. I'll answer it. We look at all the questions. If you want to know more about this and you want to discuss this with me live in a classroom setting, go to schoolofdoza.com forward slash sign up. And honestly, keep reaching out on the social media channels. We love all of it. We love the interactions. Come and do a consult with me. Much blessings. Take care of yourselves. Until then, keep working on your health, classes included.